Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. Happy uh, Tuesday. We are on our way to the gym, per usual. I, uh... Yesterday's episode got me thinking about the next 10 years. And, uh, I just... I struggle with a lot of the... I hope the world... Huh, allows for it. You know what I mean? I spe- you, you just think differently when you have kids. You know? And... Uh, I think a lot more now... About the type of world that I want my daughter to live in. And just with the way that things are going right now. Um, but you know... I, I was reading a timeline of the Black Death. The Black Plague in Europe right and how it spread and how many people died um, you know the Venetian population alone uh, 70% of them were killed you, can you imagine what those people thought back then and that was the mid 1300s I believe it was I think it was 1346 to 1348 um, or longer um, could you imagine what those people thought? You know, that certainly to them probably felt like the end of the world, right? And here we are, you know, 700 years later, and which is so crazy because like 1300 sounds like it feels like it should be farther away. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but um, anyways, you know, you think about periods of history like that or you know world war ii where hundreds and hundreds of thousands millions of people were killed you know you had to believe that back then they thought that the world was going to end too however i i just get the sense that there's something more sinister at play now you know the war we fight now isn't one with guns and bullets and bombs, although those wars are happening, like Israel and Palestine, it's just like he says in Fight Club, the war we fight now is a spiritual one, you know what I mean, which is more sinister than a physical one, you know, when you think about World War II, you know, the Allied powers were united against the evil of the Axis powers and whether or not that's true um, there was a stronger sense of spirit, stronger sense of pride in one's country stronger sense of unity and cohesion and cooperation the women took over the factory work when the men went out and fought and you know Americans stood alongside the Britons and stood alongside all the Allied powers and it's just now like if there was a world war the country I don't think now I know now would not be united against a common enemy you know we're we're so divided as a country as a world and I think a lot of it has to do, yeah, number one, with the devil, obviously. But I really believe a lot of this has to do with the advent of the internet. That 
people are exposed to information that they would have never 60 years been exposed to in their lives never I mean you could watch remember the Afghanistan war you could just pull up beheading videos ISIS beheading videos you could just casually just sit there in your living room and watch people get burned alive and their heads chopped off you know it's like we're exposed to so much more than I think we're supposed to be I mean what world other than a totally tragic one would a 12 year old be able to access gore videos online and see people get tortured and blown up and shot in the face you know so I think that number one that violence has become more I don't know if the word is normalized but you know between that and then you have movies and video games that are violent I don't think that those make people violent but it certainly dulls your um, it dulls your senses things that should normally shock you no longer shock you right and there's like an undertone of psychopathy to it you know that I know I know people that would just sit there and watch gore videos all day long and it scratched an itch for them you know what I mean it's like pornography the first time you watch porn you know it's, I was a little boy with access to the internet man it's, and anybody that would tell you that they did otherwise is a liar you know everybody's watched porn at, at least my age and younger at, at least 99% has been exposed to it has been exposed to it and you start off just what do you type in the search bar when you're a kid with your buddies you know and you're all huddled around the computer boobs you know what I mean <laughs> and what happens is that and all my guys know exactly and some of the girls too know exactly what I'm talking about it goes from just pictures of boobs to like live sex to then you start developing kinks and fetishes and it gets weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder like some somebody was I don't watch porn anymore obviously but um, somebody was which that that in my opinion is the most sinister of all addictions it really is but somebody was telling me the other day I don't I don't remember who it was or what the context was but they were like yeah dude like porn now is all like fail it's like incest I'm like what they're like yeah it's all like stepsister stepmom like it's all it's all incestual you know and it's like what the how the hell did we get this how did we become this depraved right so anyways you know that's a lot like these gore videos at first you're shocked and appalled and you're sick to your stomach and then you watch another one and another one and you go deeper and deeper into the dark web and before you know it you know you could watch a child get blown up by a roadside bomb and it doesn't you just have another sip of your diet pepsi and you go on about your day you don't even think about it you know and uh i think the internet has certainly desensitized people to atrocity um i think also like i said you have access now to viewpoints because you got to think hundred years ago even you were raised in a community and 
before all this multiculturalism bullshit, um, you usually were in a community with other people that, you know, like your parents that looked like your parents, talked like your parents, believed the same things, like everybody went to the same church, uh, all the men typically worked at the same two or three factories, moms were at home, they had their sewing circles, you know, and your views were typically that uh, a reflection of your community. Does that make sense? Because you weren't, you can't just get on your phone and just see what somebody in California thinks about a certain issue. You know what I mean? You only are, you're only exposed. I mean, you got newspapers, but you know, usually you're going to have a local publication that's going to espouse the same beliefs that the community is going to be a reflection of the communal beliefs, right? You know, you live in a deep red uh, state, you're going to have deep red information. You live in a deep blue city, you're going to have deep blue information. And that is what curates your worldview, right? Well, now, with the internet, and that's why the internet is so dangerous as a parent. Um, and I'm not saying that you should insulate your children completely and not expose them to different viewpoints. I don't think that that's particularly healthy. It's just now the challenge as a parent is to instill this is the core of it. This is going to be my this is my objective as a parent is to install instill and install uh, in Ada and my other children, God willing that I have, a very strong set of values a strong set of values that are the measuring tool against which they compare information that they receive from the outside world many kids are not told or taught a strong value system right so like Ada is going to be instructed in, in the way of the Lord, Christianity, the Bible, you know, that's going to be her baseline value system. And, and outside of that, things like, in, and this is all wrapped up in the word, but like integrity, honesty, taking care of those less fortunate than us, you know, things, things you guys, I don't have to go through what my values are. You, you should know them by now if you've listened to me long enough. So, um, you know, my, my objective, again, just to reiterate as a parent, is going to be to instill a very strong value system where when Ada is confronted with a piece of conflicting information, whether it be from a friend, uh, the internet, a video she sees, she's able to compare that to her value system and determine what she does with that information, Right? For the, you know, for example, the first time she encounters abortion, she's going to be able to refer back to her value system and say, well, how does the murdering of human life, how does the eradication of human life in the womb compare to my value system as a Christian woman? And she's going to be able to make her own determination based on that, right? Because we're going to hammer these values into her head that murder is wrong so if I'm ending a life regardless of what stage it's in that's murder call it what it is 
and she's going to be able to make her own value-based determination with the information that she has. So anyways, going back to what I was saying before, the, the problem is, is that you have a society, you, you, especially in the United States, where there are no values, and if they are, there are values, they're very self-centered values that are just basically, to sum it up, do what feels good to you. Do what feels right to you. You know, whatever feels right, everything is subjective. There's no morality. Morality, if there is morality, is subjective. And you should just do what feels good to you, right? That's that's the, that's the contemporary American way. Just do what feels good to you, right? Have sex with whoever you want. Watch whatever you want. Behave however you want. Go out six nights or whatever you want to do. As long as it feels, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. That's that's our that's our world now. That's our society now. And it's obviously depraved and retarded. You know what I mean? It's weak. It's depraved. It's retarded. Um, it's disgusting. And it's wrong. But it's mostly retarded. <laughs> Anybody tells you to just do what feels good to you, you know that person's sick, twisted, and just they're not a happy person. Anybody that gives you that type of advice is not a happy person because true happiness is rooted in having strong discipline values, regardless of what the world has told you up to this point. So, you know, the... The, the war that we fight now, like I said, Fight Club is spiritual, is far more sinister. Even words like freedom have lost their meaning. You know, because, you know, you look at the whole, it's just everything's, everything contradicts itself. You know, liberals want the freedom to murder their unborn children and to just have sex with whatever they want and change their genders twice and get surgery to remove their genitals and all this and just live in open promiscuity. But they also want to force vaccines on people and take away your guns. You know what I mean? So... Freedom now doesn't mean what it used to mean. My, it's my freedom's different from your freedom, right? My my idea, my freedoms, you know, I should get to have all the freedoms I want, but you shouldn't get to have all the freedoms you want, is basically. And they would say the same thing to me. They, that, that's what they do. They say, well, you know, you're, you believe in freedom and blah, 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 but what about abortion? It's my body, it's mine, it's not your body. You made the choice. You did have the choice. You made the choice when you spread your legs like a whore and let somebody ejaculate inside of you. That was your choice. Now we have the consequences. I can't just abort all of the consequences of my decision making in my life. You retard. You dumb whores. You stupid, stupid women. You can't... I can't just... I can't just, okay, take out a loan. Well, see, and this is what they do, too. They did it with student loans. I just can't take out a loan and be like, well, you know what? I don't feel like I'm not in an economic situation right now where I feel comfortable paying this back. So I'm just going to abort my loan. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just going to abort it. You know, I, I, I'm not going to deal with the consequences of my actions. I have no accountability as a human being. So I'm just going to abort my loan. And of course, the argument's always, well, well what if she was raped on a Tuesday in a, in a snowstorm when it was, you know what I mean, all these ridiculous... What if she was raped and the baby has four eyes and it's going to be born with... Uh, the lungs outside of its body and all these other ridiculous but in 99% of cases of abortion it's probably a relatively healthy baby that they just didn't want to deal with and abortion is just one example you know what I mean but I just want to make sure that all my listeners understand that abortion is murder and to think otherwise is retarded I, I, want, to, I want to really hammer that home to you that if you think that abortion is anything other than murder you are a retard because it's 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 murder. It doesn't matter when it happened. And if you're pro-abortion, I would prefer that you just told me that you're pro-murder. Okay, I'm cool with murder so long as the baby's not outside of the body yet. All right, that's your position, <laughs> and you're going to be dealt with for that. Like imagine the imagine the consequences people are going to face, unrepentant people are going to face for not only having abortions but also supporting it openly. <laughs> sacrificing all these babies to Moloch. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I just, I really want to challenge the way that you think. And, and you need to really examine your values. You need to really examine your values. Because at the end of the day, morality is not subjective. You you can try to make it whatever it is. It doesn't change. Like, you know, and, and what, what happens is, is this slippery slope of my feelings trump facts get us exactly where we are now, where a grown man can chop his penis off and put a dress on and all of a sudden he's a woman and he should be allowed in the same changing room as my wife and daughter. First of all, I'll kill you. I will. I'll, with a hammer. Uh, second off, um, <laughs> some grown man goes into a changing room. God, I, please, God, don't ever put me in that position, please, because I'll be sitting in a jail cell or worse I'll, for twenty years. Um, you know, that's 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 where we're at right now. That's where we're at right now, and that's that's the slippery slope of my feelings trump facts. You know that morality womanhood, manhood is just whatever I feel like it is. When does it end? When does it end? I know it sounds ridiculous, but what if I just identified as a mass murderer and just started killing? Well, that's my identity. You know, I feel, well, it's not, if, you know, you know putting, putting on a dress isn't hurting anybody else. As long as it's not hurting anybody else, it is. You're eroding at the foundation of society. <laughs> it's hurting everybody. Every time some dude chops his penis off and puts a dress on, it hurts everybody. Every time some dyke cuts her hair short and pretend, puts on cargo shorts and pretends to be a dude, it hurts everybody. It hurts everybody. Because you're eroding at the, the way, at the moral fabric that holds a functioning society together. It's another chip away at it. Enough of those chips at the foundation eventually cause collapse. The collapse of empires is always preceded by a couple of things. Women in leadership positions uh, and just general perversion. You know, it's almost, it's almost invariable. 
It's almost invariable. And again, I don't have anything against women. It's just women typically are view these sorts of perversions more favorably. You know, they're typically the ones, well, let people do what they feel like doing. And then you see what we got now. <laughs> you know, I don't think that anybody would say that things are going well right now. I know a lot of people would, you know, a lot of people would probably disagree about why things are the way that they are. But, you know, it's... Um, it's, it's not good. So I, I need you to think. Okay, so my to, to conclude. If you're a parent, your primary objective should be to instill a very, very strong value system in your child. It's not to brainwash them, but is brainwashing a bad thing? If something's dirty and I clean it, isn't that good? Right? So maybe it is a good thing. Maybe I am trying to brainwash my child, it's not brainwashing, it's brain maintenance. It's keeping her mind clean and clear of the rampant just decay and perversion of society, right? So as a parent, your primary objective should be to instill very strong values in your children and then monitor at least the type of information and the type of content that they are consuming. Now, they're going to be too old at some point for you to do that. But by that point, if you've done your job as a parent, you shouldn't have to worry about that much. You should always pray unceasingly for your children. But you shouldn't have to worry too much about releasing them into the world if you've done your job as a parent. The problem is, is that most parents are lazy and do not engage in this sort of values-based teaching system that they've now let the TV and the screens and the teachers, God forbid, raise their children. I do have a problem with teachers. I think most educators are or should not be in a position where they're influencing children. I really don't. Um... I think teachers should be paid over $100,000 a year, but I think the type of training that they should go through and the type of accountability they should have uh, should be extremely rigorous. It should be extremely rigorous. I agree, teachers should be paid more, but not the teachers we have right now. Not the teachers we have right now. Um, most teachers right now that we have, 80 90% of them would get fired tomorrow uh, if I could get my hands on the management of the system. Again, I'd be I dude, I'd be happy to make sure teachers make 150 grand a year because there's a lot of nonsense spending in schools that we could redirect towards salaries. I think that there could even be performance-based bonuses where teachers could make over $200,000 a year, but the 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 process through that you're going to have to go through to become a teacher to influence and shape the youth uh, is going to be rigorous. And even then, I would never put my child in school because you just, you never know. You got all these other little rugrats, these untrained rugrats getting in your kid's head. And then on top of that, you got some teacher with a, that's drinking a bottle of wine every night watching CNN, uh, downloading a bunch of her insane ideas and making your kids read books about 13 year olds giving each other blowjobs. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> And some of you might listen to me and say, man, some of the stuff that you have to say is harsh. You're calling people names. And listen, I have no problem with the person. I have a whole lot of problems with the behavior. 
It's like you shouldn't say certain words to people. Well, I don't agree with that. Um, because if you're acting like that word, then you are that word, right? It's that simple. I don't care what word. Think of a really bad word in your head right now. I think it has merit in the right situation. Why'd you call him a blank? Well, was he acting like one? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, was he? Was he, or was he just sipping his, his coffee walking down the street and somebody said it to him? Well, that's a different story. You know what I mean? But if he was acting like one, maybe it's time we start calling out that behavior. Stop acting like a blank and you won't get called a blank. And that could be any word, you know? I'm not too keen on people policing my language and I've set my life up in such a way that there's nothing that you could do about what I have to say. Nothing. What are you gonna? What are you gonna report me to the S and P five hundred and tell them to stop letting me buy stocks? <laughs> I'm sure at some point they'll. I mean, and that's where this whole electronic thing is heading. Getting everything to be electronic: your money, your 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 car, your stove. Is at some point they will be able to at the flip of a button. You say something they don't like, they shut you off. <laughs> They just shut you off. No bank. Sorry, can't can't access your funds. We need you to take a mandatory uh, seventy-two hour credit hour uh, social reconditioning course. You know they'll 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 make it sound real nice and uh, uh, diversity and equity training protocol. <laughs> you don't believe me? Look at what they did to Jordan Peterson, and he's slowly. He's, I I've I've grown to dislike him. I think he's a pussy. Um, I do. I do. You can, no man that cries that much is uh, that's 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 not an appropriate role model for young men. Is is this dude cries every other interview? It's ridiculous. It's, it's soft. Um, and that's not the only reason. I've seen him backtrack on a lot of his values. But I gotta respect the guy because, you know, they want him to do some uh, reconditioning training, sensitivity training in Canada. And Canada's quickly turning into, like, people dog on China. Bro, Canada's almost just as bad. It won't be long before, you know, there's going to be, you say something you shouldn't and a van shows up at your house and you disappear for three days and you don't come back the same person. We're not far from that. We're not far off from that. They'll do that to you now. They'll put you in a they'll put you in a seventy two hour hold in a psych ward and make you take a bunch of pills. You don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. Trust me. You know they'll they're this they'll they'll find a way to get to you. That's why you need guns. That's why you need guns and you need to defend yourself. You know what I mean? Somebody shows up at my house and tries to take me away. They're gonna get shot in the chest. They're gonna have a sucking chest wound. And the last thing that they're ever gonna see is my big bearded face. Standing over them with blood speckles on it, smiling down at them. <laughs> Whoopsies, you tried the wrong one. Alright, well, that's an intense episode for today, but uh, I want you guys to think about what I said. Alright, love you guys. Peace.